All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. All right, we just want to give props to our illustrious announcer, who is responsible for a new show opening, uh, Lando. And uh, welcome to the Robots versus Taxes program. Um, yeah, I am Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo, and with us today, uh, we have a, a special guest. Hey, hey, it's <laughs> Matt Cameron. Yeah! All right, with the radio All voice. Right. <laughs> yes. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> no, but it has been a while. It has been. It's been too long. Yes, yes, it's absolutely. It's been too long, too how, long, too long. How have you been holding up, Matt, during... Uh, all of this uh, worldwide happiness over the past year. Well, you know, we got that shiny silver light at the end of the tunnel with our new president, of course. But, you know, <laughs> I am going a little stir crazy. Mm. Teaching yeah. from home. You miss being in the classroom with the kids? I definitely do, but I'm having such a, a fantastic time. I didn't think it would be as fun as it is. Like, they stuck me with first grade this year because they put me where they needed me. And I was like, this is going to be a total nightmare because I, I just imagine first graders on the, on a Zoom call, you know, <laughs> and you, that's you could use your own imagination. But I just thought it was going to be a nightmare. And it turned out to be really awesome. I have a really nice class. It's really fun and I'm enjoying it. But, uh, you know, I do miss the classroom a lot. I do. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. it's nice. Very cool. Now, tell us what you really think, because nobody's up right now. So. All right, you know what I was worried about that, but yeah, those fucking kids. God damn it! But I'm becoming more crotchety. Like I feel like COVID plus like being a suburban dad. I, and the other day, I was like, "This fucking snow." God. Like, I gotta go out and shovel again. Yeah, they, they, no, that's literally what I said. Really? Like, no, it's ice. And I'm slipping. I pulled my shoulder. <laughs> what it's like. I mean, like, I have the longest driveway in the on the block. And, and Stacy goes, yeah, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear a recording of you that's guys when actually you, going back and forth. That's, yeah, that's when you triple down. And you're like, yes, we have the longest driveway in the I, neighborhood. I run out to the front yard and I'm like. You fucking! I have the longest driveway on this fucking block, and nobody wants to lend me their goddamn snowblower. Uh, speaking of uh, consequences to actions, you mind if we just jump in? Like, like Go way? for it! Oh yeah, right. let's do it. Matt Cameron, there is uh, one thing. That's very clear that I know about you, and it is uh, that you are a Star Wars fan. You are uh, oh, yeah. hardcore. 
hardcore into the, the original trilogy, lukewarm on the prequel trilogy, right. and then you are even more lukewarm, a uh, cold fish with the sequel trilogy. <laughs> um, <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, with regards to The Mandalorian, you've shown love. Oh, I love it's, the Mandalorian. It, oh. It's no secret you've shown love. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, we've spoke very briefly about uh, our love for uh, the way season two wrapped things up mm-hmm. in a nice little Star Wars Skywalker shell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, well, we were... We're going to be addressing the elephant in the room. Of course, I'm like dancing around it. Uh, Luke Skywalker was in the end of. No, I'm just kidding. Fucking uh, Gina Carano got fired. <laughs> um, she got fired. Yeah, fucking. She fucking Death Star cratered her uh, her entire career. She was basically the Rebel Alliance flying into her career. And just shooting out the core and just letting it explode. <laughs> um, She's like, so, shooting at the core of a reactor makes it explode? Yeah. Inflammable <laughs> means flammable? What a country. You know, and that's the point. Because you're saying, like, it's cancel culture. Like, if you are going to say bullshit, expect bullshit to happen to you. Like, And, that, and that's, that's the thing, is that, uh, you know... Um, let let there it's no secret that all three of us are on the left we're we're part of the liberal uh, alliance you know we're on all on george we all get our paychecks from george soros and co Woo, so communism uh, <laughs> <laughs> hell lenin hell lenin <laughs> <laughs> such um so uh, so, uh, you know, with that being said, uh, uh, we're coming at this from the point of view of people on the left, and we're, uh, uh, we're talking about someone who feels that they've been unfairly picked on because mm-hmm. they are expressing conservative viewpoints. And mm-hmm. w- but what does, that, what does that mean, Matt? What do you, th- what do you think – she thought or what her thought process is with regards to you know saying what she said on instagram just just to be clear we we don't have you on the show to uh, give the women's perspective i i don't know what kind of shade uh, pavel was trying to throw just now it's just like could you give could you take us into the mind of a conservative yeah. woman it's like hey whoa. yeah i don't know man i mean she picked the worst analogy to ever use on the face of the planet's all-time history (laughs) (laughs) it's always it's always it's always the it's always one of two uh go-tos for conservatives right it's always like you know we're treated just like the slaves Mm -hmm. back in you know in the antebellum south you know it hasn't been this bad for Republicans, you know, since Kunta Kente, and where everybody's like, "What the fuck, really? That's what you're going with?" And they're, and, and then, you're just like, just because they changed the color on Starbucks cups. Yeah, <laughs> I feel persecuted. <laughs> you are making me live on a plantation now. You know, right? We're right. picking cotton now, but. Right. Uh, uh, but in in uh, and then this the other side of the coin is like 
I feel like I'm on the train to Auschwitz, you know? Mm. Uh, so, and, and I don't, I don't, it's because they don't have any other, they've always been in power, right? So, uh, in one way or another. So, like, they don't understand what persecution is. They have to draw on uh, either, like, marginalized groups of people to fill in that gap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say to that, man. Um, yeah, what are your what were your thoughts initially when you heard when you heard about? It? I mean, what do I always think when some a hole conservative comes up with that kind of way of thinking? It's just like, what? This is why we can't take you seriously mm. right. ever. Mm. That's that's the perfect phrase right there because yeah. it's, it's so. It's so extreme that you can't even focus on whatever feeling might be there. Because with, right. so, with some of them, they might actually have something to to gripe about. They're just not packaging it in the in the proper phrase. You know, they might right. be, they might be upset about their taxes, but then to jump all the way to the extreme of like you know where the Jews. It's like, hey, dial it back a few. <laughs> Um, notches there, you know, because you you totally mm-hmm. lost us. But um, right. uh, when they go when they go on and on like that, I I tend to wonder because I'm not exposed to uh, that type of person in my actual life, and I don't know if Pavel is either. But in some of our casual conversations, Matt, you have mentioned that. Um, you know, you have some proximity to people who at least can empathize uh, with some of these views. Maybe not the most extreme views, but you know, they're shopping at the same store. They're buying the same mm-hmm. shirts. You know, so mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. when you come across people with that sort of thinking or empathize with that sort of thinking, like, what do they like? I mean, they just double down and they just they play like they're ignorant. That's what I'm noticing about a lot of the people that I work with or, you know, that that I'm around that have these viewpoints is like they they're not I'm just going to say it. They're not smart. They're not smart. Mm -hmm. And And it's and it comes across very clearly because they'll defend something like that or and then or they'll just like just change course and, you know, deflect and just go bring up something else. And it's just, they don't, here's the thing. Like as a liberal, I, I see how the other side views me. I know how they view me. I mean, and, and, and I think it's, it's it, okay. I'm, I'm trying to explain it. So they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you've cut to the very meat of the of the conversation. But here's the thing: in all seriousness, I I will have, and most liberals I know will be willing to have a conversation with the other side if there's a conversation to be had. Yeah. The the ones that I know are completely unwilling to do that. And it comes from like I told you guys about this before that one good one that I thought was a good friend. Mm-hmm. She and it's you know it's Facebook whatever, but she blocked me on Facebook because she said we could only be friends if she didn't see things that I 
Are you kidding me? I said. So you got you can't see anything. I say. I haven't had contact with her in a year because of COVID. So no Facebook contact, no nothing. So I don't even know how she's doing. But okay. Point is to block off all communication because obviously they know they have no argument for these. I don't know. So let me get yeah, this straight. You post something like, you know, I think everybody should have health coverage. And she's just like, how dare you? Yeah. You know what it is? It's like, okay, so it, um, I'll post something like Black Lives Matter. And then I get a text saying, so you support innocent uh, business owners being killed in the streets? Jesus. <laughs> like that. Oh. And it's, um, I think that was the I last mean, conversation we had. It, it, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, how do you how does how do you respond to that kind of thing? Like, did you did you respond to it? Yes. Or, um, okay. I said, if that's what you got from what I said, then I obviously can't help you understand my viewpoint. So it's better if we don't talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. And but she kept coming at me like bam, 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 like with these texts, and and it came to the point where I was like, you know what? I said we shouldn't talk politics. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, wow. The, the, the the thing about that is is that it, it always falls into like um, <clears throat> from what I've seen uh, the arguments from the right with uh, regards to Black Lives Matter it's always like oh so that means you hate biz- the businesses that got burned to the ground and right I'm like, not a- I mean I I I don't care about the businesses so much as the human lives that were lost. The black lives that were, you know, murdered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, by a corrupt system. I mean, and I mean, like, and and that's the thing that they don't see. All they see is like, uh, it's the looting, you know, it, mm. and it's the, uh, uh, it, it's it's the the uh, the burning down of a McDonald's or a Radio mm. Shack or a fucking whatever the fuck. Mm. They don't and exist anymore. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> they I don't exist because black lives. Not, let me stop. But it, that just sounds like they're kind of. Because of the liberal media. <laughs> but uh, but no, Pavel's hitting it right on the head. And if if I may add, um, when you look at the the long stretch of history, when it comes down to arguing uh, the the perspective of the marginalized versus the system. There is never any purity test that can be met, you know, when you when we talk about the civil rights movement, which is now looked at as this this ideal, pristine uh, moment in American history, like America hated those marchers. And and yet at the drop of a hat, they'll be the first people to be like, I know how Martin Luther King felt. (laughs) when he marched like I, I it wouldn't be far-fetched to like hear gina carano be like this is my mark this is my mlk moment you know Ugh. uh I i'm like you played a rebel shock trooper that was sidelined for most of the for two seasons i wouldn't um, i wouldn't put it past her and ben shapiro for them to do like a mock-up of her on a bus um sort of like uh Oh God! <laughs> sort of like what sparked the civil rights movement, you know. It's uh, like she she took a brave moment and sparked a movement. Oh. Like, no, no. I will be the spark that lights the fire that brings about a new 
you know, uh, fairness for white the, people. Fairness for old whites. <laughs> Sorry, Pavel, you were gonna you were gonna um, <laughs> turn the page. Oh, I was I was just I was gonna say like uh, uh, with regards to uh, you know uh, insurrectionists, mm-hmm. uh, January sixth. Uh, your thoughts, Matt? Because me and Ernesto, we've we've spoken about it at length, and we were both like. He means ad nauseum. Uh, he means ad nauseum. <laughs> ad nauseum. We were both like, "Oh wow, what we thought would happen happened." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and then we just like shrugged our shoulders and we we're just like, "Yeah, yeah, that's 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 yeah, that that happens." Sounds about right. That yeah, sounds about exactly. right. I, I, so. I mentioned to you guys that I texted a group of uh, coworkers, like, "Hey guys." Are you watching the news? <laughs> and, I, and and you know, I mean, they're all in that group. They're all heavily uh, conservative. And I said, we were talking about some meeting. We wanted to have some virtual meeting. And I said, well, hate to change the subject, guys. Turn on the news. You'll see, you know, what's going on. They're like, what's going on? A bunch of Trump supporters, no offense, you know, to your political views, but a bunch of Trump supporters are, are uh, marching on the Capitol. And it's crazy. And they completely ignored me. They just really? went to the next subject. Wow. So when's that meeting? So when's that meeting? Like, I was shocked. Wow. I was wow. Shocked. I was so, shocked. Uh, and, and so it's it's no secret that you work with uh, with a, a group of conservatives, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, uh, but can I also bring up the fact that you also are uh, involved in politics out in New Jersey? Yes, you can. Okay, great. Um, sure. Would you like to uh, tell us about your uh, your story, your position in the political spectrum now? Yeah, so um, I'm basically on the lowest uh, level of elected uh, government. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> which, which, hey, I never thought I'd be even on that level, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that's um, awesome. Okay. So uh, hey, I'm remember, part of the— even Palpatine had, Palpatine had to start somewhere, you know, so. <laughs> that's true, true. Palpatine. So all I need to do is uh, start to... Palpatine, sorry. I was I was reading about Palestine earlier, so it, it right, just kind of got mixed up. So. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Anyway. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's a Twi'lek or Twi'lek? I don't know. Um, anyway... <laughs> Oh man, Star Wars nerd humor. But back to my uh, committee position. So, so Stacy and I are on the um, Old Bridge Democratic County Committee, which um, we were turned on to it by um, a friend of mine that I met when we moved into this uh, into this town, uh, also named Matt. And he was he's a very cool guy, um, a very liberal guy. And he um, we're we're more of a I would say more of an acquaintance than a friend, but we're Facebook friends, and he sees you know the stuff that we put up. And his daughter goes to school with Riley, so uh, he suggested that because uh, he was on, he told us he was on the committee, and that there were a couple seats open, and you don't really hear about them openly uh, unless someone tells you. And he's like, he's saying, you know, he he'd like to make uh, changes in it, like how he wants stuff to be more transparent, like that, and make it open to others. He thinks that um, the the committee uh, needs some young, you know, fr- you know, young blood on it. And there's there's a lot of older uh, older individuals, and no offense to them, but I feel like they're you know not doing much to advance the party, and um, and we're in the minority in Oldbridge because Oldbridge is a conservative town. So, um, so he, Oldbridge, New Jersey, yes. conservative. 
Yes. You don't say. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's all, you know, what? it's all Staten Island transplants. So, yeah. Ooh, that says it right yeah. there. Yeah, it's uh, it's all you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got the last, uh, well, not last two. I should say there are a couple more seats that opened up, but we got, I guess, the first two um, that had opened up in a while, and we were uh, voted on by the committee. Okay. And uh, actually, next time uh, we'll have to be on a ballot. So that's cool. All that's right. cool. That's yeah. pretty awesome, man. Climbing yeah. up there. Uh, so we've been having uh, conversations about with the with the younger members of uh well matt the other matt is uh spearheading these virtual talks where we want he wants to figure out what the message of the committee and the party should be in old bridge um so far stacy's done one we can't really do it at the same time because then our kids go nuts but um <laughs> she she is a very productive talk she was um in the chat for about two hours or an hour and a half and they have a, they brought up a lot of good points so um yeah so i'm trying to make a difference guys that's awesome. That's awesome. So, what, yeah. what exactly? Amazing. Like, yeah. What do you? What do you guys uh, actually like? Try to, uh, what, what kind of projects are you guys involved in? That's what we're trying to figure out because you know it's like okay. there's not much going with the older. Uh, sorry about the dog in the background. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, the, the older members, there's not much going right now. So you know that's what we're trying to figure out because you know I mean, if we can get enough young blood in there and like get something going. We're treated, I guess, from what I hear, very poorly, uh, like at the, uh, the council meetings and all that, because they, uh, the conservatives, really try to like edge out the, the Democrats and as per they are to do. Yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> it's easier with virtual meetings because they can be like, oh well, you have to wait till uh till it's your turn, and then it, oh sorry, we the time's up. Like yeah, it's like, ooh, wow. Yeah, that's what I hear is wow. Going on, so. Okay. So um, there's a lot of work to be done. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, that sounds like it's going to be like a little bit of an uphill battle. But, I mean, like, you're – as long as I've known you, I've known you to be a very stubborn individual. And I know you're going to No, I'm your... not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're kind of a pushover. But we'll see. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build up your political mystique, okay? Um, so <laughs> – <laughs> Thank you, thank you. No. I'm kidding, of course. You're fucking, you're fucking lying, dude. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, that's awesome that you got involved in the politics out in, uh, in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Um, I was kind of like really happy to, to hear that you did uh, when you when you told me about it, um, and I was like, all right, fucking Jersey is about to get a little dose of uh, the left out there. So um, hell yeah. <laughs> So it's very cool, very cool. Um, Thank you. But with regards to uh, going back again to uh, January 6th and all the blowback that it has uh, come from it with regards to um, how uh, social media influences like the culture now, um, how, uh, uh, how uh, basically we're involved in a – we're watching a slow motion car wreck of a trial happening with uh, Trump's second impeachment. Mm. Um, have you been following that at all? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on uh, on uh, the whole Trump trial? Does there even need to be a trial? Can we just you know get some pitchforks and 
don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, it's uh, insane. I mean, uh, what was it? Holly was sitting there with his feet up, right? Yeah, in like the, the beginning uh, in the, the first proceedings. Was, yeah, and then Marco Rubio left, uh, and then Ted Cruz and a couple of other senators met with uh, Trump's legal team. Which I'm like, how does the law work? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, isn't the law supposed to be that the jurors can't cavort with um, the uh, the legal defense of the person that's on trial? Uh, for the rest of us uh, schlubs, it would be illegal. But um, <laughs> apparently, if you uh, if you grow if you grow a very bla- bad uh, Logan beard, as Ted Cruz has, uh, you're, oh, God. You're, you're allowed to do anything. <laughs> Um, that is an insult to a Logan beard. Yeah. I fucking like, you know, I, I think Ted Cruz just makes everything even work because Ted Cruz was the first person to jump on Gina Carano's side and be like, yeah, the, uh, he, he basically said now there's no I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that now there's no uh, no woman in Star Wars that uh, little girls can look up to. And I'm like, Ugh. Really, Princess Leia. Wow. (laughs) But but that's the thing. This new show. (laughs) I just tuned in. What's it? Star Wars. It's pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) There's not enough female characters. (laughs) (laughs) Like what are Ted Cruz? Oh God, Ted Cruz, man. Yeah. Um. Every time I every time I hear about him, he's always doing the scummiest fucking thing on the I can think of. He's he's, uh, he's jockeying for a uh, for a presidential run, so he's trying to uh, gradually increase his uh, scummy midichlorian count uh, over the <laughs> the next few years. Um, I I gather by this time next year he'll he'll be spitting on orphans. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be like he's a like, campaign thing. Do you remember in in uh, in Return of the Jedi, like Palpatine had his hangers on, like. You know the, those weird-looking priest dudes and that hung around him. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah, I think that that's Ted Cruz and and like Holly and the uh, on all the others, and fucking Lindsey Graham. Like those are those are those guys. They're just like one day it'll be me up there yep. on the throne <laughs> in, in the Death Star. You know, totally, totally. It's like um. It's like the birds from Dark Crystal. Like, that's the oh, Republican yeah. side. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Can I get a part of the crystal? Can I get a part of the crystal? <laughs> <laughs> oh. No one talks to me anymore. <laughs> it's just good old Lindsey Graham. <laughs> as as a bird creature from Dark as a bird. <laughs> he would actually work better as a bird creature from that movie than an actual senator. Repulsive. Yeah, yeah, totally. It'd be like, oh, clearly this character is over the top, and we're supposed yeah. to take it as such. But as a senator, it's just like, is this guy real? Is he real? Like, he what does Trump have? What does Trump have on him? He's got tapes. Yeah, he's, he's got yeah. tapes. Oh man, you thought if you thought WAP was uh gratuitous and uh and uh explicit, uh whatever Lindsey Graham does behind closed doors would probably uh, yeah. make the the hair on our head white. <laughs> uh, but you know, 
now all I can picture is Lindsey Graham reciting WAP lyrics. Oh. <laughs> Do it, Pavel. Do it, Pavel. Dang it, I was waiting. <laughs> no. Oh, please. Do it. Do it. <laughs> uh, that's some wet ass pussy, you know. <laughs> Sorry. You know, in real life, he's not used to saying that word, but uh, <laughs> he'll use the the censored version. He's like, it's wet and gushy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! How he orders his fucking sandwich. Ugh. Can I get a sandwich? Can I get a sandwich and make it wet and gushy? Like, <laughs> good. Jeez, Lindsay, pump the brakes. Oh God. Anyway, ugh, my I cringe so hard. My fo- my my glasses are fogging up. Um, <laughs> But if we can, so, if we can geek just a little bit since we've been uh, okay. flirting with Star Wars all episode, uh, Matt, clearly you've seen both seasons of The Mandalorian. Now, mm-hmm. season two had some just mwah, when it comes down to sci-fi fan service. Um, uh, let's go through each of them. What did you think uh, when Ahsoka Tano finally made it on screen? Oh, very nice. Very nice. Great, great whole episode. Um, look, I'm not, I haven't really watched The Clone Wars, and, and it's, I still am pissed off that I haven't gotten to it yet. <laughs> I have no time. You know my line. I got the kids. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know, the, I'm familiar with the lore, so I appreciate it on screen. But I can't say, you know, I want to, I want to feel it more. I gotta get into the rest of the stuff. Okay. I mean, okay, all but... in, all in due time. But uh, here's the one thing that I I uh, I was very happy with it with regards to that whole episode with Ahsoka Tano mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was that it, she made a reference to a character that both you and I have known for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and that also Ernesto knows Thrawn, right? Yep. Um, and when she said that, uh, I was immediately transported back to. My teens uh, being at Matt's house and uh, him putting on the score to the uh, Shadows of the Empire, um, which he had on CD. Uh, yes. <laughs> Holy shit, you guys were nerds. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, all right. Listen, let, 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 let me explain. <laughs> well, I mean. Did you guys look, put on look. Imperial outfits as well and, like, goose step around the house, you know? like No. <laughs> Oh, don't lie to the man. All right. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> I, I remember finding that album, though. I mean, just at like a Nobody Beats the Wiz. And I was like, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Holy but shit. I, We're I had showing our age it. in this episode. I, I had to buy kids. it because. But um, the reason I ended up buying that is because I was so impressed that, like, there was a John Williams soundtrack to Shadows, which was a novel. I mean, how amazing is that? I know. Like, I know. It, Thrawn yeah. had his own, has his own theme. Like, John Williams made a theme to, to a character that lived in the – that was part of – lived – that was part of the expanded universe, you know. Wow, this is so. Yeah, oh yeah, this yeah. Is so fucking. We can change, change yeah, gears. I've, this is know. amazing. This is the. I'm I'm really picturing you guys as like teenagers, like, oh my yeah. god, he fucking team. 
<laughs> Play it again. <laughs> so, so bringing it more in line with the uh, the classic vintage of Star Wars, what did you think of the episode when uh, Boba Fett was finally brought back into the picture? Oh, that was awesome. I mean, he escaped, were to assume, he escaped from the Sarlacc pit. Mm. I mean, that's crazy when you think about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, amazing episode. And, and I'm, I'm so glad they... See, I'm not, I'm not good with the actors' names like Pavel, but like I'm glad they used the the, the prequel actor. Yeah, what's his name? Keep uh, it consistent. I forget what is. Oh, Tamora Morrison. That's right. Yeah, it's a good actor too. Yeah, good actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he like in the behind the scenes of all this stuff. He was really like enthusiastic about bringing like his because he's uh he's a uh, from New Zealand. He's a New Zealand actor, um, Maori. And um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but uh, uh, he's uh, he's an in- indigenous to the island of New Zealand, and he wanted to bring like that culture into uh, his role as uh, Boba Fett. Oh my God! I'm just, you hear me? I'm just like uh, he wanted to bring his culture into the Mandalorian shit. I'm just like <laughs> fucking nerding out so hard. Um, because it, it's like uh, Boba Fett was one of my favorite characters, which is really crazy because, uh, like, he he is very much a non-character in the right. Star, original Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, like he's known for two things: kind of like standing around for a little bit, following Han Solo, like creepily stalking behind Han Solo, and then uh, getting knocked into the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> And then out right. of that sprang this whole thing about, like, you know, now it's the Mandalorians and, you know, everything seems to hinge on Mandalore. And and, uh, and now we have this show that kind of spiraled out into this whole universe, you know. Right. Uh, so, um, geez, I lost my point. I don't even know what I'm what I'm freaking talking about. Point, I'm just enjoying. The, the point was geeking out and you hit. It oh, right yeah, that, that's right. I, and I did that. <laughs> And, and I'll, so, I'll say one. Mm-hmm. No, please. I'll say one thing about the episode is that, um, I, or not that episode only, but the following couple episodes, um, I like how um, I like how they portray, portrayed Boba Fett. But I felt like as I was watching, I was like, this, this is not characteristic of Boba Fett. He's like, now, 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 I'm indebted to like, like, no way. Boba Fett's like, see ya. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you Let know. it be known that Matt Cameron just gave the finger, um, as he said, see ya, well, <laughs> to provide the visual. <laughs> to be fair, a Sarlacc, pick will change, a Sarlacc pit will change a man, you know, so if you're being digested by a giant tapeworm, you know, it's uh, it, it'll make you think. <laughs> Let's put it that right. way. Yeah, right. it, it aged That's him fair. horribly. I know, right? He's like 28 on the show, but he's just like, he's all scarred and, you know. Scarred and obviously older. I love how his suit doesn't really fit the way it used to. Like, that was pretty cool. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) It's like, do they make a casual male big and tall for Mandalorians? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's actually one of the... Sign me up. 
that's that's one of the funniest uh, things I found about the, the those couple episodes is that when he he's like so so adamant about getting his suit back on and it's like it doesn't fit. Yeah, it would be I would kill to see him struggle through putting on the suit. It's like oh, I didn't know that armor could shrink. <laughs> Like, he re- he's in denial about the weight gain. He's like, no way, this, this should fit before. This should fit now. It's the armor that's doing this to me, not me. What do you mean my pot's sticking out a little bit? <laughs> oh, man. but um... I would feel so terrible because... If, if it was me, because I relate to that so much with, like, clothes and stuff, where I'm just like, you know, if, if it was me, I, I, yeah, because I, you know what would happen is, like, I'd get all, like, I'm, I'd immediately start to sweat because, like, uh, you know, uh, Fennec Shand would be calling me on the, like, the comms and just be like, where are you? We need you on this hilltop. We're being overrun by Stormtroopers. I'm just like, still like, God damn it, it's just fucking just please yeah i'm pleading with the armor (laughs) please oh no no. i'm just crying into it just messing up all the instruments (laughs) it's like shorting (laughs) i didn't escape from a sawlight pit just so i could just fail on this hilltop (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Anyway, <laughs> I want to see the extended cut of, uh, yeah, of that, that episode hilarious. with that integrated into it. Yeah. But, but moving on to the to the final uh, pinnacle of the season of season two, the last episode, of course, you know, we have our our hero, the Mandalorian, the child and, you know, all the rest uh, stuck on the bridge of that ship. Uh, the dark troopers about to bust down the door and uh, I assume tickle everybody to death and uh, (laughs) into the scene rolls the one and only Luke Skywalker fellas what were your thoughts during that time Um, I you you want to go ahead you want to take this first Matt well, I was uh, watching it with Stace, and I'm sitting on the couch like, oh my God, it's gonna, it's gonna be Luke, it's gonna be Luke. <laughs> did you did you know from like from from the first moment I, that it was him? I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I was like, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Come on. It could have been uh, like, uh, well, you haven't seen the animated shows, but. Right and the, or play the video games like it. There's a number of other Jedi out there. Right. So um, it could have been like uh, from the video game uh, Jedi Fallen Order. It could have been Cal Kestis hmm. from like the Star Wars Rebels. There's a character named Ezra Bridger, Ezra Bridger Black, who is um, uh, another Jedi. And uh, it could have been any one of those. So I was thinking, I was like, it could be one of those because it, they can't be bringing in like big name talent, right? <laughs> like you don't get Tom Cruise to star in an episode of Roseanne, right? <laughs> um, oh my god! <laughs> or the Connors? I know it's called the Connors now. Um, 
so I was ju- I was like Luke Skywalker's too big like in my mm. head I was like he's too big to be part of the show anyway but uh, go go on ahead so you were you were like immediately you were like it's no, Luke Skywalker I knew it and and even though it was like an over the top ending like I was so satisfied that I liked it yeah I liked it too it was classic Star Wars it was mm-hmm. it was absolutely amazing um and I have to admit emotionally i was not ready for the departure no. the departure of grogu uh i was just like oh no oh no he's mm-hmm. he's 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 everybody's kid <laughs> like <laughs> we've all we've all grown attachment to him like it was really it was really quite amazing uh i i also kind of i i rolled a tear when i when i saw the light green lightsaber it's just because I have like uh, the the sequel trilogy only deals with like the blue lightsaber, and I was I don't know I when I think of Luke Skywalker, I think of the green lightsaber and the return and Return of the Jedi and like all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it really like uh, transported me back there, you know, because I, I put I I especially I had so much like fondness for Return of the Jedi because um, when I was a kid, I only knew. Uh, two Star Wars movies, and they were it skipped from uh, A New Hope into Return of the Jedi. I never saw, I saw uh, Empire Strikes Back into in my late twenties. Whoa! Uh, because my dad, I don't know, my dad didn't even know. <laughs> late twenties. Tw- late twenties. Yeah. yeah, late twenties. No. Yeah. Holy or literal. No. no, I'm sorry. No, we were talking late. Star Wars. In yeah, high school. We were t- and we were talking Star Wars in high school, but I didn't really know the and Empire not girls. Strikes. <laughs> Sorry, that's right, Matt. Keep them accountable. <laughs> well, the thing, what I'm trying to say is, like, I learned about Empire Strikes Back much later in life um, because uh, my dad, growing up, I we didn't even see the Empire Strikes Back. We didn't we didn't have that videotape. So we just, it just skips ahead. Oh God! Um, you keep telling our age on the show. My God! <laughs> Back during the film days, when the talkies came out. Oh man! I can picture your parents like, uh, no, it's good enough. Like we just we, we lost the, the middle He'll one. Get it? That's his dad. <laughs> they probably thought that maybe that maybe the the themes were too adult for Pavel back in the day because they were very protective on mm-hmm. you know what yeah. Pavel could and couldn't see. It's just like no, Pavelito, you cannot wash this man with his <laughs> hand chopped off by his own father. It's going to give you ideas. <laughs> uh, oh my God, you sound exactly like him. I was like, Dad. Um... <laughs> Jess, I am your father. I'm sorry. Let me stop. <laughs> but yeah, uh, any speculation as to where the uh, where Mandalorian is going to go next? What are we going to like learn? Or do you think that Grogu is going to end up back with Luke Skywalker? Mm. You mean back with? Uh, I mean, with Mando. Uh, yeah, with Mando. Sorry. Yeah, I feel sorry. like that would just defeat the whole purpose of the last two seasons because he was trying to get him safely home so but i mean like it's that's one of the draws of you know for fans yeah yeah i think i think that um in the star wars universe there's something more powerful than the force which means 
marketing and uh <laughs> grogu will definitely be crossing paths with mandalorian again in season three hopefully with a little more training you know seeing um uh seeing what this i mean you know the the yoda species whatever whatever they're actually called i mean you guys would know better than me but as if they if, don't have a name they don't have a name exactly that's that's what yeah. i suspected but um, they seem to be some of the most Force-sensitive beings in the entire galaxy. So it'll be interesting to see the Jedi train like the species um, and see what it can produce and also fill in some of the backstory in regards to um, how was this kid hanging around the Jedi Temple and escape uh, Order 66, which I, I suspect they'll broach uh, in the Kenobi series. They put him in a fucking bread basket. And then it was just like, it's just bread, you know? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like God. Guard like, him, they guard him down like a staircase or some shit. They're doing like a... Oh, my God. They're See? doing like a like a biblical story with him. It's just like, go, my child. <laughs> oh, yeah. They put him in a, like... They put him in like a little basket in a river, and then they push him <laughs> down like the river. He goes down the river, and it's like... <laughs> You hear the baby go like, "Help me!" <laughs> oh, I like the. Um, <laughs> I, I like the the. <laughs> I like the, the Looney Tunes like version of that better. It's like like um. <laughs> what I do this if Baby Yoda were in there? <laughs> what I do this? <laughs> <laughs> shakes it up. When, when I throw a stick of butter in there, in there. <laughs> dude, um, Pedro Pascal is like fucking powerhouse right now, man. He just got cast in. Uh, I know you're Matt. You're not into like gaming at all, but I know I know this game also in the peripheral. I've never played it. Uh, the Last of Us. <laughs> Heard of it? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. He just got cast in it. Um, that dude's like going places, man. And Manda, Mandalorian just fucking skyrocketed that dude's career. As a fan, what kind of movies do you, do you watch? Is it in like the normal kind of like, uh, you know, stuff for kids where it's like Peppa Pig? And, I mean, we've um, been watching Home Alone every year for Christmas. Oh, okay. So that's cool. That's cool. It's kind um, of funny. You haven't, yeah. you haven't, get a little uncomfortable. You haven't let her watch Home Alone too, have you? Yes, I have. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> what do you tell them when that scene rolls up? You know, the scene where fucking the Dark Lord, the Orange and Dark Lord himself shows up and gives directions to poor Kevin McAllister. <laughs> no, actually, what's funny about that is I was like, Riley, who's that? That's Trump. <laughs> like. <laughs> I love the voice you give her. The voice you give her is like, you know what it is? Because deep. Riley gets very like, uh, you know, she'll get enraged. So, oh really? In my mind, that's how. It's... <laughs> hey, Dad, what are we? <laughs> we don't like that guy. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Raising those kids right. <laughs> exactly that's fucking awesome and, you, you know it was great like watching um the inauguration with them and kamala harris and just telling them like look this is a big 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 thing it's the first female vice president look at this 
that's exciting. That's something that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's really just kind of like awe inspiring with regards to like how pivotal that is to to like just with regards to what it means for for like little girls who want to like like who are just going to like aspire to be more. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but what do I know? I'm a cis male. I'm just talking out my ass right now. So, um, I, I let um, I let the kids um, on inauguration day. We streamed it to our virtual classroom, and um, I thought it was uh, pretty awesome because the kids, the first grade, they're they're like six, and they were yeah. super into it. And and I know there's like a couple of of conservative parents. I know they're they're Trump supporters, um, but it's but I have like I I love these parents. And that usually would would turn me off, but like dealing with these great kids that they're raising, I'm getting a little bit of a new perspective on it. And I and and the mom, the one that was clearly like, you know, she's a little silly about it because the son said it in class, like we want Trump to win. And I was like, and she's like, oh, actually, you can't really say who you're supporting in the background. But anyway, it's like, um, but um, she 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 texted me uh, after we watched the inauguration. The inauguration, she said. Thank you so much. That's something that he's really going to remember. I really appreciate that. And and this is a conservative mom, so right. I really like. I'm. Wow. This is the kind of conservative I could deal with. So. It's just like, mm-hmm. hey, um, hey guys, why don't we do something about poverty? It's just like, well, why do you want to drink baby's blood? It's just like yeah. we can't. <laughs> we can't even talk. We can't just, even talk. Right. Where it's like you know, uh, there's just like, oh, you're on the left. That means you like pedophiles, and I'm mm-hmm. like. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't need, mean to take such a long pause, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but like, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, like that before this year, I didn't think that that kind of conservatism still existed, and you know, yeah. getting to know and and COVID made this possible is that I'm in their homes, literally, because I'm on a computer in their kitchen. And I get to, you know, sometimes I hear a bit of a conversation if they, you know, are, if the microphone's unmuted or, you know, or I have extra conversations with the parents and I'm getting to know a couple conservative families that um, I like a lot. And, you know, like you said, but when, when Trump came around, I, I didn't think I would like a conservative freak. Yeah. <laughs> it's because, uh, yeah, he, he changed the whole system. There was uh... – I know I'm reaching back to before Trump. There was a, mo- a brief moment in time where uh, uh, conservatives and people on the right, like the Republican Party, they were considering to become more gay friendly. Like that was in the wind. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like and they were talking about 
like loosening up the Republican Party. And then when Trump came, it just it disappeared. Literally, so, literally, the first day, yeah. all me- all mention of LGBTQ uh, rights and uh, different different efforts disappeared from the WhiteHouse.gov website. Like that was right. one of the first initiatives. Yeah, and um, it, you know, it's it's just it, it's hard to think about. Like you said, it's hard to think that. Like there are moderate Republicans still out there. You know, mm-hmm. there are, there are Republicans that you can actually kind of have a conversation and not have it go off the fucking you know rails where it's just like you know you're a vampire, um, <laughs> right? And uh, uh, so yeah, I, I um, yeah, I'm 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 like glad to hear about that. Also, it's just like it's weird because like there are those out there that are public. Like we we hear about Mitt Romney kind of like taking a stand and being like no this is not what the republican party is about mm-hmm. uh and then he almost gets killed on january 6th as yeah. we saw from the footage yeah. um thank, and my, thank goodness my, and much props to eugene goodman <laughs> man that's yeah. the, that's the hero right there yeah dude props to that dude that dude put his life on the line mm-hmm. um i i hate to keep dragging it back to january 6th but um but I just think that it's such a it, – it, it, it's, it's made such an impact on me how fragile this our, – our political system is um, to the point where people can just break into the Capitol building and, you know, wreak havoc and shit. And now we're having a Trump – we're having a trial uh, to put Trump away – well, not put Trump away to impeach him, and um, there's still debate over what he act, like. There's still debate over what involvement he had, despite the fact that they're all wearing his logo. I mean, hmm. right? Hmm. Is is it? You know, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's part of the insanity of the landscape of this country. But I got to say, like talking talking to you guys and especially some of the stuff that you've told us tonight Matt it 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 lets us know that there's still a little bit of hope you know if not in some of the mo- in some of the more moderate members of uh, the population than mm-hmm. in the children because um, it seems like there are still a whole bunch of open minds and a whole bunch of caring teachers like yourself who um, despite despite the three of us being on the left, um, it's more about uh, opening these children's minds to the greater good. Like we are all we're one nation, we're one population, and it's just about what works for the majority of people. How much mm-hmm. how much good can we do so that people don't have to suffer as much? So it's that's a really good. Uh, it's a really good note, I feel, too, that that at least 2021 is starting off on. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we know how years go from from uh, from what 2020 has taught us. Like uh, next month, Godzilla. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that might be a good place to wrap it. Um, we've we've gone on for quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us and uh 
and uh, entertaining our shenanigans. Um, just a reminder, you can listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, as well as Apple Podcasts, and uh, where all your fine uh, podcast needs are met. And uh, just a reminder, I am Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. With special guest. That's me, Matt Cameron. All right. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. It's great to have you. And, uh, Anytime. So, <laughs> with our sign-off, of course, I have to say the words. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. This shit here. This shit. This Another door I do and say I do all